God knows your needs. And one of the needs, if you're a single person here, is to wait upon God so God can bring you that person that is going to love you and care for you. He's not going to abuse you. And if you're married, you need to step back and look at your lives and examine your lives and say, you know what, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our study of the Lord's masterful design for marriage. Drawing from the first union in Eden, Roll will explain God's original plan for husbands and wives and underscore the unchanging parameters He set in place for the marital relationship. We'll see that while the world's view of marriage is constantly shifting, God's design is fixed. Let's join Raul Reese for the lesson, Marriage God's Way. Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 18, I will read. He says, And the Lord God said, It's not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. And then the rib which the Lord had taken from men, he made a woman. And he brought her to the men. And Adam said, this is not bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of men. Therefore, a man shall leave his father, his mother, and be glued unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So marriage is a relationship. It's a bond of two people coming together. Let's say we're having a ceremony this morning. Somebody's getting married. So the bride would be back in the lobby there, and the husband-to-be would be up here with the best men. So as the doors were open, she would start coming down with her father, and the father would present her to husband. So once he goes over to the father, takes his bride, comes up here, now they're becoming one, not two. Through the ceremony, they really become one husband and wife together. Now, the way I do it when I do weddings, I share this whole thing. When he's talking about gluing each other, you take two by fours, you glue them together, let them sit overnight, then go out and try to split them apart. If you split them, you're going to see all kinds of splinters. That's what happens when marriages are broken. Divorce enters the marriage. It's never the same. Yes, you get remarried, awesome. God forgives you. But if you really want your marriage to work, then you got to be able to work with your marriage. 
So what happens here, let's begin with verse 18, which we have God's plan created for men. He says, and the Lord God said, it's not good that men should be alone. So from the beginning, God said men should not be alone. Now, woman hasn't been created yet. Non-existent. But in verse 18, the beginning of marriage, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that men should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. You see? God is the one. Comparable to, comparable to his wife. That is of importance. I wrote a couple of things down. When he uses, it's not good, it's actually incomplete, unbrunished, or lonely. The man should be alone. I will make him a companion, helper, companion. Notice. And comparable to him, suitable helper to him. A suitable helper to him. You have to understand a couple of things. That God doesn't make mistakes when he puts somebody together. We make the mistakes. And we have to cover our mistakes. If you're going through some situations in your marriage, spend time in prayer and fast. See what God says. If you're going through another situation in your life where your wife is leaving you, don't try to get her back. She won't come back. And if she comes back, she's going to leave you again. What you do is you get on your knees and you pray. Don't try to convince her. Show her that you're willing to love her, that you're willing to take care of her, that you're willing to go to church with her and your children. Then you have a marriage. Those are the things in marriage that are very important. That's why in verse 18, he says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. God never makes mistakes, ever. Ever makes mistakes. God has a plan. He does not want you to be alone. He will give you a partner. They will help you not become a thorn on your side. He will give you, notice, a true companion. They will stick by your side. Either God is a liar or he'll do it. And I say he's not a liar. He will do it. He goes on to declare this. Verse 19. He says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, notice that was its name. Eve is not created yet. God says to Adam, Adam, I want you to go out. I'm going to give you authority to name every animal in the world. Every animal. Authority given to him. Once God gave authority to Adam, God trusted him. I mean, that's just the way it is. I wrote a couple of things down. The purpose of God creating man so that he would not be alone. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that God gives a gift to people to be eunuchs. Jesus talked about Matthew too. If you have the gift of being a eunuch, you never have to get married. Awesome. But don't tell other people not to get married. Because what happens if you don't have the gift, then you're going to fall into sin. And when you fall into sin, then God has to judge you. 
If I didn't have the gift, I got married. I wasn't a Christian then. But as I read the scriptures, the Bible, I began to learn that God tells us in the word of God exactly what to do. So that we don't sin against him. And here God preparing the way, first marriage in the Bible, preparing the way again. Secondly, he says this, God's plan included the creation of woman. Secondly, the control of woman to be a true companion to her husband. Thirdly, God created woman to have children, to have children, to love children, to take care of children. That's why has the wife at home taking care of their children, to love her husband, to take care of the home. But when a wife is not really doing that, then there's going to be problems in the home. Or if the husband comes home, lays on the couch all day long watching TV, doesn't help with the dishes or anything like that, something is wrong. You're going to have problems. Remember one thing, your wife's not your slave. Not your slave, she's your wife. And the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. You want to argue with God, not me. He said it. Read Ephesians chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And you will see that what Adam and Eve are setting the whole thing here for husbands and wives. He goes again. Listen carefully. Verse 19. He says, And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. He says, And whatever Adam, the authority, whatever Adam called each living creature, That was its name. God gave him authority as a man without the woman yet. Verse 20. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found, notice, a helper, underline that, a helper, not a slave, a helper. Comparable to him, it says in the scripture here. Think how God has chosen you, called you to be a father, to be a husband, so that when you go to work, people can see that you're really a Christian because you take care of your children, you take care of your wife, you make sure you spend your money right, not overspend it, buying things that you shouldn't really be buying, and put your house in a real bind where you have no money to buy this or buy that. We're living in that time today that, hey, tomorrow the stores might be closed. And then what? All these things that we see in the horizon, the beginning of the end. And we have to really be careful to understand that it's male and female to love our children as God loved us. We need to love our children and to love one another. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For more biblical guidance for a truly God-honoring life, check out our resources at somebodylovesyou.com. You can also call us at 800-634-9165 and join Raul for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Let's continue with Raul Reese and the final part of our study, Marriage God's Way. He goes on to say this again, verse 20. 
And not only gave names to the, all the cattle of the, and the birds of the air and every beast of the field. But again, but for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. So he looked around, nothing. What God does, God sees his emptiness. God sees that Adam needs a companion. God knows your needs. God knows my needs. And one of the needs, if you're a single person here, is to wait upon God so God can bring you that person that is going to love you and care for you. It's not going to abuse you. And if you're married, you need to step back and look at your lives and examine your lives and say, you know what, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Today is a day to do it. God wants to bless you. God wants to use your lives to bring glory and honor to his name. He can't do it while you're living a life of sin. He can't do it. He can't do it while you husbands are abusing your wives. He can't do it if the wife's abusing her husband. You have to be together, praying together, Notice, and reading together if you can, but at the same time being a witness to your neighbors, to those you work with. When they see that you love your wife, they're going to ask you, how do you do that? Because I can't love my wife. Why don't you love your wife? Wife comes up and says, I can't love my husband. Why don't you love your husband? Same thing. When a wife is not being loved, she'll look for somebody to love her. Somebody's going to love her. And maybe you're here today. A husband of lust. You're at work. You're talking to some lady. You start telling her your problems, situations. Then she starts telling you her problems pretty soon. You're both talking to each other for a long time. And pretty soon you find yourselves in an adulterous relationship. Now you're committing adultery before your wife and your children. And God will punish if you don't repent. That is God's word. That's not what I say. I don't care what you do. But what God says, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I'm always thinking what's going to happen to the church in the future, to marriages. Because as he's here in 21, it's very important what he says here. He says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And then he slept. And God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh of its place. So God takes out of Adam a rib, not from the feet, not from the head, but from the side of the heart right here. So that he not only understood this as his wife, the weaker vessel, but what he's saying here is he took one of his ribs and he, what, he gave him exactly what he needed. Exactly. He needed a woman, not another man. Not another man and not another woman. That's what the Bible teaches. Sometimes I wonder, are these people reading the Bible? How can they say male with male, female with female, or I have an operation and become a male or I'll become a female? Tell me in the Bible where it says that. There's no possible way you could ever show me in the Bible. Now, you talk to me about marriage, I can talk to you all you want about marriage. Why? Because male and female. 
I could take you to the scriptures. And what happens is these young people are being polluted, being brainwashed. Instead of teaching them about marriage, like we're doing here this morning, they're being taught something that is not biblical, but it's a sin. It's pollution of the mind and the heart. And some of these young people will never come back. They'll be destroyed. And because of those people, people are going to end up in hell for deceiving them. That's why mothers and fathers teach your children the word of God. We need to teach our children as parents. And I love what he said here. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. He slept and then he took one of his ribs closed up the flesh in its place, and then check this out, verse 22. The rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman. Now how can they tell me it's another man when it says woman? You can't convince me it's the word of God, thus says the Lord. He made into a woman, and he, noticed, and he brought her to the men. God took Eve, brought him to Adam, and said, this is your wife. Take care of her. Watch over her. Love her. And that's what he did. Until you get to chapter 3, you just turn the page. And in chapter 3, Satan saw the opportunity to deceive the woman, the weaker vessel. We don't know where Adam was. But the enemy Satan came as a serpent and said, has God really said you can't eat from the tree? God's lying to you because he says, if you eat, you'll become like God's. And what did she do? She listened, she ate and gave to her husband and they fell. Their eyes were open, they saw their nakedness. Before they can see that they're naked, they're complete, holy in the presence of God. But the moment they ate, their eyes were opened. And the first thing they saw, it was their nakedness, shame. And they took fig leaves and covered themselves. And the Lord was coming down and said, Adam, where are you? Not that God didn't know God knew, but he wanted men to respond. Adam, where are you? And he says, we're over here, Lord. He says, have you eaten of the fruit? He says, we're naked. He said, you eat of the fruit. What did he do? He judged them, and kicked them out of the garden. That's why we're here. Our first parents sinned, and here we are, a life of sin. And when I read that verse 22, and then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Whenever you get in an argument with these people, show them the scripture, see what they tell you. You can't change it. You cannot change whoever adds to the word of God. God will add the judgment. And if whoever takes away, he will take away the name of the book of life for that person. God's not going to put up with it. He says in verse 23. And then notice Adam was happy. Adam said, this is not bones of my bones. I have partner now. Flesh of my flesh. She, notice shall be called woman because she was taken out of men. There it is again, out of men. 
Therefore, a man shall leave his father, his mother, and be glued unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So, here is the inner circle. Husband and wife in the inner circle. Nobody comes into the inner circle, only husband and wife and children. When your parents begin to get involved in your marriage, there is problems. It's your wife, it's your husband, and it's your life. They can pray for you. But whenever parents begin to give you counsel that is not biblical counsel, or they want to help you in your marriage, be careful. Make sure it is godly counsel from your parents. And there are a lot of godly parents that give good counsel. But as a husband, as a wife, you need to go through your own problem situations. You pray, you read together. Your children see that you're praying through your problem. They see that you're loving your wife. She's loving you. You're taking care of each other because you care for your home. You care for your children and you care for one another. If you're having problems, you want to get a divorce. Before you get a divorce, get a separation better. Give God a chance to work. He says, verse 24, Therefore again, a man shall leave his father, his mother, and be glued unto his wife, and the two are going to become one flesh. One flesh, not two flesh, one flesh. And when that happens, other things will happen in your marriage if you're willing to work it together. Maybe this morning you're kind of thinking about it. Maybe this morning the Holy Spirit has convicted you to change. Or maybe this morning you might call it quits. That's up to you. You heard the word of God. Now you got to take the word of God and use the word of God in your life. Because the next thing he says in verse 25. And they were both naked, the men and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Perfect state. You turn the page. You go down where Adam and Eve sinned. And it says, and they were naked. And the Lord was calling out and said, Adam, where are you spiritually? What happened to you? He wasn't angry. Adam, where are you? God knew. But he wanted men to respond. He says, my wife and I have sinned. We're naked. He said, who told you you're naked? Sin entered into their lives. And they paid by getting kicked out of the garden. And here we are today, our first parents. And here we are, a life and world of sin. But that's why Jesus Christ came into the world to die for the sins of the world. And we have become his wife. His wife. He's my husband. He's your husband. And when you look at these things biblically, you begin to know, Lord, thank you so much that you're on my side. Thank you so much that you're my husband and I am your wife. A.W. Tozer said, we go astray when we attempt to do spiritual work without spiritual power. We need spiritual power. You can't do it in your flesh. You can't do it on your own. It has to be the Lord. In order to do that, you have to submit fully, completely to Him. When we understand that God designed marriage to mirror His communion with His people, 
It's clear why this relationship is intended to be a lifelong union between husband and wife. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Now, if you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's title, Marriage God's Way. No matter what your current marital status, we'd like to offer you insight and encouragement from Rawls 20-part series. This resource includes a bonus interview with Rawl and his wife Sharon, and it's been downloaded to a convenient MP3 thumb drive. As you explore the first marriage in Eden and ponder the God-given roles of husbands and wives, you'll learn how to better honor the Lord in this important area of life. To order our 20-part marriage series featuring an interview with Rawl and Sharon, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. Once again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. You can also order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This ministry is fully listener-supported. We are blessed to partner with you in sharing the Bible's life-giving truth, and we are grateful for your tax-deductible donations. Join us next time for our continuing marriage series. We'll zero in on God's clearly defined parameters for this key relationship and consider the importance of showing compassion without compromise as the world radically shifts its view of marriage. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.